Everybody, welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast, the podcast where I study being social by being social. Two quick things before we start. First of all, go ahead and text POD to 1-313-251-1036. You'll go in my little special podcast group where I can give you guys little prizes and things like I did last week, or we'll just communicate and kiki and do all the things. It'll be so cute. Also, the details are in the cat's out of the bag. The back to school virtual comedy show that I am doing for all of y'all tickets are up and on sale. If you text that same number, 1313-251-1036, and you text the word show, you'll automatically get the ticket link. So if you want it, text show to 1313-251-1036. You can get the ticket link that way. Or if you're like on your computer right now, www.mrdtimes3.com. Now that we got that out of the way, it's been a lovely week because here with me right now, sitting on my guest bed, straight up turned my studio into his bedroom this week. Uh, no, let's rephrase that. You turned my bedroom into your studio. <laughs> Tour manager Jeff. I'm back. Hey, bitch. So glad you're here this week. Needed you to come here because there is no fucking way I could have got all this filming done without you, hands down. That's because you have ADHD like crazy. Wow. ADHD shaming. Just canceled <laughs> again. The, Always canceled. The fans come for you. Yes, they do. And they're going to come for you for that. What? What's the most? Something happened yesterday that they came for you for. What was it? Oh, because oh. I called it a backhoe, which <laughs> is also known as an excavator. Right. Which we now know. I knew that, but I called it by one name. People were coming for you in the comments like it's technically not a backhoe if it has this one certain part. I was like, OK, oh, my God. One woman went into my DMs and she was like, OK, I love when people start their sentences where they're like, as a teacher or as a woman or as a member of this. And then they like give you their food of thought. It's like, OK, girl, we get it right. This one started with. As an archaeologist. Oh. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to believe anyone, it's the archaeologist. And she's like, my her job is to be on the site while the fucking backhoe starts digging to make sure that they don't disrupt like the ancient burial grounds or right. the bones and shit. So I'm like, that's a cool ass job. Super cool. Right. So she confirmed excavator. But backhoe, if it's got, it's only a backhoe. I would say, so a, as a person who comes from a family that works on heavy machinery, a excavator has tracks and a crane scoopy thing out the front. A backhoe has a plow and tires with the crane scoopy thing out the back. Now, we weren't sure which one it technically is because we did not get a picture from Ron. Okay, here's the thing. As an entertainer <laughs> who sometimes dabbles in drag, when I get my tracks on and I have all <laughs> my wheels and gears going, I am, in fact, also a backhoe. That's very true. So now you know. Can we just like first start? I, I feel like I'm plugging the show, but I feel like people don't really know what it is. Well, you're going to get a bang for your buck. That's for sure. Because we've been busting our tails. <laughs> we've been busting our bussies up and down. I hate that word. I hate that word too. People, it's when it's used right, it's great. If you don't know what it is, Urban Dictionary, I'm not going to help yeah, you. No. Okay. In a nutshell, what would, how would you describe it? 
let me mm. start you off. It's going to be a, and you should probably use the word extravaganza in there somewhere. I feel like it's a really good like variety show. Girl, the way I've been describing it, it's a Carol Burnett. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, it's the Carol, it's the Joe Dombrowski version of the Carol, whoa. Carol. <laughs> the Joe Dombrowski version of the Carol Burnett show. Boom. Guys, just so you know, we are not drinking this time. And so we're probably oh, yeah. going to have horrible <laughs> time speaking. We're not drinking this time, just so we're all on the same page. Okay, so it starts and it's very weekend updatey. Some jokes that I've written about like the state of the union and whatnot. Right. And then it cuts to pre-recorded some sketches that I wrote that, that are we've, absolutely hilarious. That we've been, you really think so? Yeah. Oh, that means so much because you and Morgan are immune to my comedy. So when you two laugh at shit that I do, I'm like, it's good. I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but that first day of filming, I couldn't stop laughing. That was a good day. That was a good day. So we have pre-recorded sketches and then we have a games section, yep. which the way the game section is going to work, I'm playing live with participants who are at the event. So if you are a person who doesn't mind attention and you want to play the live games with me for some dope ass prizes, you can email Jeff at Mr. D times three info at gmail.com and give him a little bio about yourself sell yourself a little bit and we he might contact you and you might be one of the players who plays the game now remember remember it has to be appropriate appropriate yeah we can't have people on that show just going crazy wild that is your job girl that's why you're the one who's doing the casting and for the game exactly why i'm telling your audience they need to be appropriate. But here's what we're looking for. We're looking definitely for charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent. <laughs> hands down. Right. Like we're not if I'm just going to tell it, you guys, if you're a dud, you're not getting on. We need high energy rides the line. Like I don't need your titties flopping out on camera. Right. right? But like so we don't need to see no areola. We don't need to see Rides no Ebola. Line, likes a little bit of inappropriateness. Can banter, can do it, can but hang. We're not showing bits and bobs. Doesn't get stage fright. True. Or nervous. But also there's some big prizes on the line. So if you can conquer that, <laughs> Mr. D times three info at gmail.com to start the screening process. Con Jeff. Yes. Let's. Do that soon. And then it's going to go to some more sketches. So without saying too much, the sketches that we have planned, we've been filming all week. And let me tell you what, I don't, Jeff, I don't think I realized how much work it was going to be. Really? Oh my God. We are working literally nonstop to do these sketches. And the hard, one of the sketches, you guys, without saying too much, Trish is interviewing for a job to work in an elementary school. And basically what's happening is... We'll just say she has to walk the walk in order to talk the talk. Right. She tries out a couple different positions. So that means we have to like film Trish in these positions. The one that I will tell you about is I'm in full blown Trish. And this is a different Trish than you guys are used to seeing because these shots were head to toe Trish and they were outside on an active playground. Okay. And now I'm talking, I had to put Trish's hips on and her ass in. Full body Trish. Literally, Trish had birth in hips. She was ready to throw a baby out of her vagina like her <laughs> her hips had increased. She was dilated. Oh, my. We get to the playground. There's fucking families there. 
Of course there's families there. It was like Tuesday. 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. I was not expecting families to be there. We're currently still in a pandemic, so they have plenty of free time. Now, so Trish had to like be Trish on this playground. And one we got, let's just say with the filming's good, the bloopers are better. And let's also just say that the only way we got away with this is because we're in Seattle. Oh, oh God. Yeah, like I was expecting the people to like gather their children and get gone. When we were done, my mom texted me and was like, I'm so surprised the cops did not get calls on you two. No <laughs> shit. Okay, but let me tell you guys what, the bloopers on this are gonna be unbelievable. There was this like- Zip line. Yeah, there was a zip line. And Jeff's like, get on the zip line. Cause Jeff's an enabler. <laughs> I get on the zip line. I swing my little body little mm-hmm. I'm getting there I swing my body on the zip line it goes halfway then turns around and goes backwards but not like in a smooth transition no way bouncing uncontrollably uncontrollably literally I'm sitting there screaming Jeff Jesus Jeff this is serious because the thing is when bloopers happen I don't break Trish <laughs> just scream for help as Trish God stick around for the bloopers for sure they're Definitely worth it. Can't wait to see you guys at the show. We didn't even give them the date. September 13th, Sunday, September 13th, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. Every other time zone is available. You just got to tune in at the right time. Hey, it's open for international viewing too. So if you want to wake up at whatever time that is in London, because I see we got some UK listeners up in this. And of course, our Australian listeners. Australian listeners, please tune in. What time will it be there? If it's five o'clock here, it's early morning. Well, I believe. Start your day off right, Australia. Switching topics a little bit, Jeff. This week, this is an ongoing theme with Jeff and I. We have this thing that we're like super into. um, And this week, it's just gone to a next level. Every time we finish filming or we're still working on creating props and whatnot, we turn on a documentary on various cults. That's correct. I'm obsessed. What's the most fascinating thing you've learned about cults so far, Jeff? Um, I don't know if it's something I've learned. It's something I'm still learning mm-hmm. is how people get brought into cults. The most amazing way to be brought into a cult is through the Yellow Deli. <laughs> Who owns the Yellow Deli again? Is it the FMLAs? No. It's not the Moonies. Was it the 12 tribes? Yes, it was 12 tribes. Yeah. 12 tribes. The way that they recruit you is they have a, a deli. You come and most college campuses. You come and eat at the deli and they're super kind to you. And next thing you know, you have eight wives <laughs> and like 27 children. Yeah. It's an interesting cult. Listen, that one scared me the most because if I was to join a cult, the way you could get me would be through food. Oh, absolutely. Oh, if somebody was like pastrami sandwich for free, but got to join this cult, I would seriously have to wager my choices. (laughs) What's scary is that it's on college campuses. Oh, yeah. And they're open. It's very enticing because these delis are open 24-7, five days a week, free internet, they serve coffee and deli sandwiches. Oh, they're getting you. They're like, you're in. You're setting up shop there and you're meeting the the workers and you become friends. And next thing you know, you're in. You're, you're 12, one of the tribes. You're, you're tribe 13. <laughs> okay. Here's the other thing. When I went to school at Central, there was this restaurant. It was called Fleming's and it turned into like a church. Interesting. 
you know, like one of those strip mall churches. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of cults kind of hide through the mask of calling it something, something of God or something church or the religion for some sure. like, or even just like making it sound like it masked under the eyes of Jesus, if you will. Right. Yeah. So this one was that it was like, blah, 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 church. And I never thought anything of it. I was like, cool. Another church that like has a banner out front or whatever. Turns out it was a cult and like people, they were like recruiting kids from central to like be in this call and telling them to like disconnect from their families and things. That's crazy. So crazy. And I was like, oh my God, it's right there. Lucky for you and I, most cults don't like gay people. Yes. So, I mean, you don't got to like us, baby. Like we're fine. We're in a cult of our own. <laughs> okay. The, the, and we're in the, the house of butthole or whatever. It's, Ew. You know, what, what would the gay cult be called? I don't know. The house of fabulous. <laughs> fabulous. I don't know. You always go resort right back to some sexual part of your body. <laughs> okay. No it, one wants to be in a group of butthole. Mm, nobody. <laughs> Okay, very few. <laughs> you don't know people unless you're into trantic sex. That was that's the house of butthole. Okay. Okay. So that was horrifying to me too, but it made me start to think about these like quote unquote I God. You know what? If you're listening to this, I I'm not trying to offend you, but I have a fascination with mega churches. Yeah. Mega churches to me just ooze like culty vibes to me. Okay. I can see that. Right. Because I feel like, first of all, we, we grew up Catholic, whatever, like it wasn't lavish, but it's collecting. Yeah. They collect money or whatever, but it's not going to like lavish stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it pays for the pastor's home that sometimes right. and maintenance on the building itself. Right. Or like a few updates on new baptismal pool, you know, right. we're paying for the Eucharist much like Trish collecting stars. Like it's like that <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? But, but these mega churches, girl, I'm not trying to judge, but, but when I look at it, I'm like, first of all, what's the electricity budget alone? True. And then like, how much are you paying to get Creed to perform here every Sunday? (laughs) Right? Right. And then, and then I'm not going to lie, the pastor and their wife, they're looking good. Like they're not, you know, Jesus didn't lead them to the fountain from their yacht. Yeah. Jesus didn't lead them to the fountain of youth. They took the funds and they led to the fountain of Botox and they're looking done up. You know, very true. the charisma, the it's just I'm very just like, I don't know how I feel about it. I wish I could get more like more info on it. I'm sure we could. There's a couple that I want to do like a secret documentary on and just be like, what's the tea? You know, as you're saying this, I just had this thought pop in my head and I wonder how much the Eucharist cost. <laughs> Girl, it's got to be and like, cheap do you as hell. buy it's it just, at GFS? It's stale bread. But pounded down into a little wafer. It pounded down into a little wafer. It probably and cost like, Are cents. we drinking the blood of Christ out of a box? Or are they getting shipped in like crates of wine? It's no water brook. Girl, also, can we talk about that holy wine? Like, are they just buying Boone's Farm and then do a little prayer? And then... And then 
And then it's the blood of Christ. Like, what's is this a sacrilegious episode? Like, what's happening? I was gonna say, I feel like we're we're getting a little far into. I'm trying it. to not be blasphemous. I'm curious. Blasphemy and curiosity. There's a fine line. I'm literally curious. I agree. I'm not ripping anyone's religion. No, apart. no, no. I don't want to be. No, if you're into it, great. Except if your religion doesn't like the gays, and you're gonna mask that shit through what God says, right? So it's I'm not belief I'm a, though. I'm not down to clown. No, the strong ones, I think, who really have a connection with God will find the way to decipher what's Absolutely. right and what's not right. I think that too. And I also don't think that you have to like leave your religion to believe it. Just like anything, right? Like you go and you listen to like some speaker, you're going to like, eh, you said this one thing that's okay. Like here's a you great thing. bits and pieces of everything. Gary V. You listen to Gary V ever? No. I like Gary Vee. He's like a business guy. He does a lot of YouTube videos and stuff. He's very foul, but he's got some good insight on like how to be an entrepreneur and run your business. Some of the shit he says, I'm like, girl, this is some, you're fucking off your rocker. I'm not, I'm not down, but I take it with a grain of salt and I'm like, Hey, I'll, I'll take bits and pieces of this. And I think that's every religion. That's how you should view every religion is take bits and pieces. Yeah. Well, talk to what's her name from the FMLAs who, was crying. Okay, listen. They're they're the what are they called? The FL FLDs. And you know what? FLDS. There's no FLDs, FLDS is listening to this right now because they don't have internet. They have this leader, his name's Warren Jeffs, whatever. He went to jail for like underage sex scandal because he's the leader and he chose his own wives, plural. And he the wives he chose were like 12. It's crazy. The guy is a pedophile, right? But the FLDSs, especially this one that they interviewed in the cult thing, she still was so emotional about her love for this man that when she started talking about him, she began to cry. That's where cults are scary. Oh, absolutely. Right. They've been ingrained to think that so much. And mm -hmm. a lot of the people of the FLDS are born into it. So they've only known that. So they get very emotional when you talk about it. And I think it's just based on that's all they know, unfortunately. It's true. They have no internet. They have no out, no way to like learn about other things. No other way. But here's the thing too. They kind of like live like Amish, but at the same time they have like tennis shoes. And cars. And some of them have cars, right? And they can go to the little community center for internet access. Yes. So then it's like, see if you're subscribing to that. Oh, they also don't like the gays, but you're, but you're cool with using the internet. When your religion says no, but like John, Farmer John can't bang it out with Farmer Jake over here. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not down to clown with you. That's my thing. Moving forward. Okay. Extreme Cheapskates. Another one of my favorite shows. Oh, girl. Like Extreme Cheapskates, if you have not watched it, it's on what? Any? Yeah, Probably. I believe, believe so. Girl, these people. Very creative. Very creative. I think if someone led these people down an arts career, they would thrive. Absolutely. This woman does her makeup. She doesn't spend the money on makeup sponges. She does her makeup by using the lint from her dryer as her powder puff. Yeah. Reduce, reuse, recycle, I guess. Innovative, creative. I'm not subscribing to it. That's a no. That's a no for me. That's a personal choice. I mean. You are just okay with all of this what's the harm in no i'm not okay with everything i don't necessarily subscribe to cults 
and are worshiping. You, but you also do. But they're the extreme cheapskates. There's no harm in it. Like you do you. It's not affecting me. Well, I don't care. It's a different story if you're splicing your electricity off my house. <laughs> Which they that's the part they don't put on the show. Right. That part I'd have a problem with. One of the most amazing things on extreme cheapskates that I saw was the people who like share a I can't even say it, share a toothbrush with their husband or they use the same Q-tips to like wax out their ears. That's when I'm like, here's the thing, sweet cheeks. No. Yeah. I mean, that stuff I would agree with. It's not hygienic. One, two, these things are not very expensive. (sighs) You're what, saving maybe $2? Morgan Every and I, six months, we three have a months. 500 pack of Q-tips that I swear to God, we probably never a year yeah. ago. Well, think about it. If you use one a day, that's only 365. You're not even going to go through the whole pack in a year. Well, with two people, you will. With two people, you will. Thank you for the math. I really appreciate <laughs> it. I appreciate But math. a toothbrush, I mean, really, a manual toothbrush is like what? A dollar? Buy two. Just buy two. That's gross. Ugh. Okay, I can't believe that quarantine is still going on. Like, it's it's still going on, right? A hundred percent. Okay, so many people are acting like it's not. Girl, I'm in fucking quarantine. Like, you coming here, you're one of... I have a COVID circle of maybe like five friends. We only see each other barely ever. When we do, it's outside, spaced apart, blah, blah, blah. And then like you, because... The fact of the matter is we have to keep working. Also, we've taken every precaution. And we're a business of two. Here for how long at the beginning, finally went home. I have a COVID group of maybe three or four. Same thing outside parks. That's about it. What do you think about I'm seeing a lot. I'm seeing in particular this one person who I follow online and they are doing a lot of traveling and like they're posting and like not really wearing a mask and things like that. And they're getting straight up like COVID shamed in the comments, like hard. What is your take on it? Like, I don't know. I like go back and forth because here's the deal. We're still doing this and there's pretty much no end in sight as of right now. So we do need to keep going. Mm -hmm. We need to keep this business going. We need to continue to work And so there might be travel involved with that. And I feel like as long as you're doing it safely Mm -hmm. and responsibly, it's okay. Now, as far as posting and doing things without a mask, like it all depends on the post for me. Like, I think it's kind of weird and a little cheesy when people post stuff with pictures with their mask on when they're clearly around no one. Um, Yeah, that kind of sends a message to me. It's like you put it on for the picture. Like, okay, here's my whole thing, too. I've seen those pictures, too. And it's like people on hikes in the middle of like what desolate woodland mountains with nobody around. It's like you're taking a picture with your mask on to kind of to kind of be like, see, and it's kind of like, okay, but But that's also I mean, everyone has their own level of comfortness as well as like there has been a lot of covid shaming. I got to say this, though, you are the person who has put it into perspective with me more than anything. Cause you know, at the start of this, I was mm-hmm. annoyed people, the way they like navigated through the grocery stores. Like we all had 
super gonorrhea. Like I, <laughs> I was like, I couldn't deal with it. I Crabs still wore my mask. Everywhere. I still, you know, abided by the laws, but I was super annoyed. And you, and I say this all the time. I repeat it to myself all the time is everybody's at your own level and you have to respect it. I keep just trying to remind myself, like there are times that I do get annoyed by other people with this mm-hmm. going on, but I have to remind myself that everyone's at their own level. And everyone's got their own baggage, their own shit going on. Right. And we don't know who they're going home to, what their actual daily life is like. And also, it's not necessarily affecting me if you're wearing your mask while driving your car. It does nothing to me. Right. Okay. If you're if you decide to go on a long hike and wear it the entire time, okay. You do you. But I think it's hard because when it comes to social media, if you don't wear a mask, you're shamed because they automatically just think that one little post is your whole life. Now, if Joe and I were to take a picture right now without masks on, they're going to be like, you guys didn't separate. And it's like, but we've both been very safe. We're both comfortable with each other. We have been tested. Yeah. Negative. Yeah. So like we're good. Right. And you don't know that. But so, I'm and I'm not going to put a mask on just because we're posting a picture. All I got to say is this isn't over yet. Wear your mask. Be comfortable with your wearing your mask. And if you have to take more extreme precautions because of that, please continue to do so. And we're not going to judge people based on how severely they're acting right. based off of COVID. That's totally fine. I got a million questions on the way here when I told people I was coming here. Are you feeling comfortable taking a flight? How was the flight? Blah, blah, blah. And you know what? There are some people that are not comfortable flying right now. And that's totally fine. And I do have to say this too. When I went back home to Michigan, flew Delta, the utmost respect for Delta. Like, can't even believe it. They do not sell middle seats. First class, they do not sell the aisle seat. So you're only in, I can't say that. I don't know if they didn't sell it or if the flight just wasn't full, but they give you, um, first of all, they fumigate basically the whole thing. Like there's cockroaches in it in between each flight. They tell you about that when you get on the flight, they board it from back to forward, which I hope they never stop doing. We experienced that in Australia. And oh, it was, and it was the, the right best way. way to board a plane. And in Australia, so much faster. They board the plane from the front and the back at the same time. So boarding takes about seven minutes. Yep. And that's, then that's it. I was like, how? Same with deboarding. Yeah. Same You're with deboarding. Line. It was great. They also give, on top of having it already be clean, you get a wet wipe right when you get on the plane so you can sit down and wipe your shit again just to make sure that you feel comfortable everyone has to wear a mask the entire time they all snacks are pre-bagged and everything they just give it to you and it's go there's none of this like choices blah 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 in your seat unless you have to use the restroom best part as i'm in detroit a flight took off from detroit to go somebody else they had an anti-masker on the flight a guy who refused to put his flight back on they turned that flight back on Percy refused to put his mask back on. They turned that son of a bitch around, landed that plane, got him off, and then continued. And I'm like, yes, Delta, you're taking it serious. I've always been, Delta is my preferred. And now I just feel even more safe doing it. It's great. Yeah. So flying is just like public transportation. There's people riding the bus still. There's people who have to take Ubers places. I live in Chicago. Yeah. I'm bound to take public transportation. I've been avoiding it. But as you have to sometimes, if you're doing it safe, it's safe. Longer, you know, to get to doctor's appointments, to get here and there and the other place, like you're going to have to take public transportation. Right. So take your Sani 
squeeze it on those handsies. Feel safe about it. Bada that boom, bada bang. You're good to go. You know, Papa Zanny, if you're going to get a little bit out of control with that anxiety. <laughs> only if it's doctor prescribed. Only if it's doctor prescribed. <laughs> and, uh, and we're moving forward. Okay. Jeffrey Michael Holloway, listen to me and listen to me good. Right. But quarantine, girl, we haven't been on the road since March, March 12th was my last show. 14. Wow. Literally. The back to school show is going to be my first show in six months. Half a year I haven't done a show? What is this life? It's a weird life we're living in right now. Oh, man. It's been, uh, it's I, it's so funny to think like when we retreated in the beginning of COVID and we went to Orca's Island and we were like, oh, what a great way to like reconnect with our own lives and blah, blah, blah. No, bitch, I'm over it. Like get me back working, like get this shit over with well, so I can get on the road. did that, we thought it was going to be a 14 day quarantine. Literally, that we did. It. But that's what people were predicting. They're like, it's exactly. going to be two weeks and you're going to be good. But listen, we're still in quarantine and I am a, I feel like my social skills have reverted. I do not know how to interact with people. I am consistently making these mistakes of normal human interaction that I normally would be able to tackle. And now I just cannot do it anymore. And I'm going to tell you about them. But first of all, I can totally tell by your speech, period. Really? You keep fumbling words. (laughs) Right? Right? It's true. I agree with you, though. Okay, so has anything weird happened to you? I'll tell you what happened to me in a minute, but I want to hear from you first. Like, is COVID getting weird? I don't know. I'm used to going a million miles an hour, and now it's like, do I shower today? Ew, you nasty bitch. Ready for the day? What am I getting ready for? Like, I'll shower, but what? You're not getting ready to leave the house. Yeah, you're getting ready so that you don't have, like, Framanda growing (laughs) in your crevices. Yeah. Uh, Did not say don't shower. I said it comes to that point where you're like, what am I doing today? Let's rephrase it so people don't think you're a dirty, disgusting. It's only you. It comes to the point where you question if you should shower yet. That's true. You're welcome. I usually shower at like 8, 30, 9 o'clock in the morning and now it's like noon. <laughs> oh, I've gone later. Now who's the nasty bitch? <laughs> Always have been. Hey. <laughs> okay. So um, tell me your mishaps because no. maybe it'll trigger me. Okay. So... You know, misery happens and comedy happens in series of threes. Yes. It's like the rule of threes in comedy. And it's also just like my karma in life. I can't talk to people. The first time that the bars opened, there is like this strip of German village in a different area of Washington called Leavenworth. Right. And we went on a hike and we stopped because we knew that they were doing like an outdoor six foot beer garden situation. We're like, great. We'll mask up. We'll grab a beer, whatever we get there. The beers have to be taken out. They only serve them in Mason jars and you have to buy the jar also on top of the beer and take it with you. So there's nothing being like reused. Okay. One beer was like, I'm not shitting you, Jeff, $30. Oh, I that's what I'm thinking as you're telling me. I'm like, uh, no way. $30, which I was unaware of, bought two beers, one for Morgan, one for myself. The other people that we went on the hike, we went out with two other people. They did the same thing. And we got these beers. We got back to the table. We're like, holy $120 for four beers. Insane, right? But like, if I would have known it, I probably still would have done it. But- <laughs> This guy comes over to our table and he was like, hey, where'd you get those beers? And I've lost all sense of human interaction. And I turned to the guy and I was like, 
oh, right over there, but warning you, they're a little bit expensive. So hopefully you didn't lose your job because of COVID. Crickets, crickets. Everyone at my table looks at me like, what the fuck did you say to this guy? And I'm like, before I could even apologize, he's like gone. I'm like, oh my God, that's instance one. That's horrible. (laughs) Horrible. The next thing you know is like my main floor of my house looks like it's straight out of a Crate and Barrel magazine. It's cute. It's real cute. And we have a big ass window right there, right? Huge window. So you can look right in. And often the place is so cute that people stop and like look inside. And they're like, also have the best garden on the street. Yeah, we got a real good landscaping that we did, you know. So these people are like looking and usually like I'm not in a place where I could talk to them, but I happen to be up a floor and Morgan and I were up a floor and these people were like really inspecting it. I'm like, well, these people are either, you know, plotting how they're going to rob us or they love it. So I opened the window. I was like, Morgan, can I talk to him? He's like, yeah. I'm like, hey, did you guys like it? They're like, yeah, it's so cute. I'm like, it's because we're gay. Oh, my God. And they were like, "Okay, oh, oh. And just kept going. I was like, Fuck. I mean, how do you respond to that? Jeff, this next time is the worst. Oh, no. You were there. Which one is this? Yesterday? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. We're in the park. We're having like drinks in the park on our blanket. Which and is actually really fun. I've never done that before. Drinks in a park? Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was just us and did the whole thing. There's other people on blankets in the park. Everyone's far. There wasn't a lot of people there, which was even more peace of mindy. Yes. We meet this girl. She's wasted. Okay. Just strolls on up. Wasted. Talking to her. And I don't know how this came up, but something she asked Jeff, do you have any childhood trauma? And he's like, no, not really. Whatever. And she's like, I do. I was in a cult until I was like 20. Mind you. We've been watching these documentaries all week. (laughs) Right. So immediately, I know, do not make eyes with Jeff. Do not make eyes with Jeff. Do not make eyes with Jeff. You guys, I look at the girl. I do. Wait, hold on. Just everyone can picture this. As soon as she says that, I excuse myself from the blanket. So I'm And walk away because I know if we look at each other, we're going to make a mistake and hysterical laugh at this lady. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Not... Not laugh at, at her. her. We're gonna laugh at each other because due to the situation. You guys, I'm now stuck in the situation. Did not know what to say, so I looked at her and I said, "Oh, I'm super into cults right now." I'm sorry. What just came out of your mouth? I'm super into cults right now. Like it's a fashionable trend. <laughs> I, I am losing it. I am losing it. <laughs> I don't Jack. even know how you. That that came out of your mouth like I'm super into Coachella right now. Like that what? would work, right? Right. But like, no, I'm super into cults right now. I'm like super into the thing that you just told me you left. I'm so glad this girl was wasted though, too. And then I didn't know what to do. And we like like we like cheers over her escape. And I was just, I oh God. Like I literally was like, no, 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 no. My biggest thing is I was like, I did not want to affect bend her or, and make her feel right. less than or make her feel like a guinea pig or a weirdo in any way. And and that's what I say. Didn't want I want to offend die. her, but you automatically put yourself in the most awkward conversation. This shit only happens to me. I think you're losing the ability to distinguish between what you're watching in Netflix 
and the questions in your own head. Oh. And then it comes, you get let out into the public and it just keeps going. Okay. But also let's put life into perspective. Okay. Most of 2018, all of 2019 and three months of 2020, you and I are on tour three weeks a month. Yep. We're meeting Hundreds and hundreds, hundreds and of hundreds. people a day, yeah, a day, and I'm like polished, ready to go, know what to say. We're making it happen, and then I don't work for six months, and I've literally, Jeff, have seen less than twenty people in the past six months in person. It's crazy because I last year. I would be like, Joe, how do you know all of your fans? And he's like, oh, I remember bits and pieces from each person's Instagram, blah, 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 blah. Like you were so on it. And now you can't even have a simple interaction Mm -mm. with people. Oh, God. And you know what? Part of that being so on it, that was being a teacher. Like you just you got to remember the parents. You got to remember the kids. You got to remember their names, all of it. But um, so anyway, (laughs) there are meet and greet tickets available for the back to school comedy show. If you want an awkward (laughs) situation. How the meet and greet works is you go, you, it's a line, you're in line um, based off of when you purchase your ticket and you get an alert on your phone. Like you don't have to be on your phone at all. Uh, But when your time in line comes up after the show, I call you and we FaceTime through, through the, through the app that you download. But you don't even have to be on your phone or anything. You can just be cooking or reading or whatever you want. And then it'll alert you when it's your time in line for the meet and greet. And then we'll do it. And we'll FaceTime for a few minutes and say, hey, take some pictures, chit chat, get to know you a little bit. But cut me some slack, you guys. It's just my first meet and greet in six months. I'm a little bit shitting my pounds. Little rusty. God, if you it's want, gonna be fun though. You get two minutes. To, you're two gonna be th- here for it. So I think it's about two minutes or something like that per conversation. I, I think it's a two said. minute. I think it's like a two minute minimum. Oh, okay. So, but you get the whole thing sent to your phone as a recording. Oh yeah, it's all recorded. So and when you Joe makes it. weird comments, you get to keep those forever. Right. So if you need to like cancel <laughs> me and sell the footage to TMZ, you <laughs> can do that, and we'll file you'll, file. <laughs> File a class action lawsuit against you. Mr. D Media versus the people. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope it never gets there. Uh, You guys. Okay. Um, If you want to see the show, there's two two tickets you can get from. There's a general admission ticket. You can upgrade for a general admission ticket plus the VIP ticket, which gets you the virtual meet and greet FaceTime sesh with me. Um, If you want a ticket, two ways to get it. You can text the word show to one three one three two five one one zero three six, or you can just go to my website www.mr3mr3.jeff.i'm.com and uh, the link's right there for tickets. You can get tickets to the show. It's September thir- Sunday, September thirteenth. It's going to be a good time. And here's the thing, y'all. Too the reason we're doing it. What a year. Everyone's a first year teacher. Again, this is the hardest year teachers have ever had in your entire career. We need a laugh. You guys need a laugh. We need to resort back to humor. Humor is the best medicine ever. And I'm I'm bringing the giggles, y'all. You got the Trish sketch. I'm doing a Betsy DeVos sketch. You know, I'm playing Harry Wong in one of the sketches, <laughs> y'all. It's going to be some shit. And I just want to make you guys laugh. I want to make teachers laugh. So share the link with a teacher friend of yours or people who have teachers in their lives who could just use some laughs at home. And let's just 
enjoy this moment together and uh, and just let go for an hour and have a good laugh and start the school year off on the right foot. I agree. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. I can't wait. Jeff and I are going to be here from Seattle doing it live um, from my living room. <laughs> so, it's been a good time. so get ready for that. You guys, thank you so much for listening to the Social Studies Podcast. I'll love y'all so much. Again, go ahead and text show. And then go ahead and text POD so you go in the two separate groups to 1-313-251-1036-A. We'll see you next time on the Social Studies Podcast, and we'll see you in three weeks for the Back to School Virtual Comedy Show. Jeff, say bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Try to catch me howling at the moon.